Yeah. So you gonna do it? You want me to? I had to beat you to it. Man, y'all can see, man. I got my my boy with me, Ash Money. Say say what's up to the people. You talk to the microphone. Say hi. <laughs> Why you acting all shy, I man? No good or well. What you been in here? Just rolling in play though. <laughs> acting crazy. But yeah, yeah. welcome to uh, another episode of Death to Self. Um I mean, we realize that we haven't really talked too much about ourselves uh at all in the first or second season. Um we've really just been, you know, uh diving into some other things. So I guess we wanna take the time and kinda get to know Get you know, introduce ourselves more to y'all. That's why we got Dennis and Ash over here. So, uh, let them know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this. What about your hat, man? You lost your hat. <laughs> yeah, man. This, hey, man, this is me. This is me, bro. That's your life full time, huh? This is my life full time, bro. You gotta, you gotta talk. You gotta talk English. Gotta talk English. Yeah, man. This is uh yeah. <laughs> fatherhood. Yeah, this this is my life, bro. Um This is my why, bro. Yeah, why? <laughs> this is my why. This is why you do it. the big the biggest biggest change in my life, man, came after him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I've always lived and dad with God, but you know, just seeing how his eyes are always on me. You know, I always follow me around, you know, imitating the things I do. So, you know, I know that I can't be doing and saying the things, uh, you know, that I used to be doing and saying, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that he's in the background, right. you know, looking. So, yeah, man, this is, yeah, but this this is me. But, okay, so, um, what, tell me, tell us more about, like, who you are, who you were before, <clears throat> you know, before Ash, um. What was your life like? Where you like, you know, where where you know, tell people where you from, where you grew up, how you grew up, how that hey, affected you and how you ended hey. up being where you are today. Um So if we if we was able to do the intro song, everybody would know that we from the three three six, but you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and let everybody know we from Greensboro. Okay. <laughs> well yeah, from Greensboro, man. Uh, I mean shoot, born in Arizona, raised in Greensboro. Um I've always just kind of been a, a, a free, a free spirit, a free bird. Like I'm, I'm never had like a five, ten, fifteen, twenty year plan. Like I've always been like a, I'm gonna figure it out as I go type of person. Mm-hmm. And I know like you always say like you might want to try to. <laughs> well, just because I'm the opposite. Yeah, the complete opposite. I've, <laughs> I've never, I've never, never sat down like all right, in five years I'm gonna do this, in ten mm-hmm. years I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'm, I'm such a free spirit because I just feel like everything. I believe that everything can change in an instant and mm-hmm. I don't want to have my mind so stuck on all right in five years I gotta have this. Of course I have goals, um, aspirations, desires, um, that I'm working towards. But I don't necessarily have like a all right, A, B, C and D, one, two, three, uh, what it is that I'm gonna be doing. Um so um yeah, so I'm biggest thing I say is like I'm I'm very free spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before Ashton I was, I'm not going to say I was, I'm not going to say I was selfish, but I didn't really have compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you that was, that was one of the things that, you know, like the Holy Spirit put on me, uh, which is being compassionate about 
people and just my life in general. Um, like I was able to move and do things certain ways. Um, I mean, yeah, like that's that's just the biggest thing that I could say. It was just like I was free spirited. Um, and I mean, now I'm, I'm still free spirited now, but you know, it's just <laughs> with him, you know, it's like, I definitely have to make sure that he's good. Like you can see a ball of energy. So it's just, right. I always got to make sure that I'm, I'm mentally, physically and spiritually available for him. Um, cause he keeps me on my toes. Right. So that's, that's kind of a little bit of a background of who I was before and, uh, after. Okay. Um, so throughout your whole walk, when would you say that you like I guess found Christ? When would you say was that 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 moment in time your conversion and when you you found Christ? Shoot, coming up on three years in July, man. Okay. I just was like, man, I'm just I'm tired of getting it wrong. You know, I had Ashton, you know, like I ain't necessarily know how I was gonna go about the situation of raising somebody. Um you know, and it's just like I've, like I said, I've always dabbed and dabbed in God, but this time I was like, all right, God, like let's do it, like show me, right? I'm a, I'm gonna give you what I got, you know, just just meet me. <laughs> so you would say that you became a Christian three years ago? Yeah, coming up on three years. Coming up on three years. Three years. I in July, in July of this year, uh, so in two months it'll be it'll be three years. Man, that's when I really, it was it was after a little bit after Stacy's birthday, so July 10th is his birthday. Um, a little bit after that, that's when I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do this for real. Gotcha. So, um, since then, what has been, like, the biggest struggle? Hmm. <laughs> just just my my sexual desires, that's been the biggest struggle for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that I'm a sex fiend. I was out here, you know, having sex with any and everything that walked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just, like, the, the the looking at women, the, the one in always having that urge to – you know, mess with somebody, like just putting that all of that to the side, that's been my biggest challenge and that's my biggest battle. And I mean, I, I still struggle with it, mm-hmm. definitely, but you know, it's it's a lot better than I was than it used to be. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and and you hit did <clears throat> is that the same struggle you had prior to like finding Christ, you think? Oh, definitely not. I wasn't worried about it. You did, it wasn't a struggle <laughs> at all. You just you just you came to just it pretty it, much. Yeah. Like it is, it is what it is. Like the whole conviction, the whole, um, you know, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, the trying to walk the right path, like, that was never really a thought to me. Mm. Um, I mean, it was, like I said, like, I dived and dabbed. So you I mean, knew, like, but you didn't care. Exactly. And, and and there was never anything inside you that made you want to say, you know what, I'm going to hold you accountable to this. Yep. Exactly what it was. That's crazy, man. Exactly what it was. That's crazy. But you asking me all these questions, man. Let me let me ask you uh, a couple questions, man. Um, what were? Give me about two or three. Well, first of all, when when would you call yourself? You know, really getting into your faith walk and a quote unquote Christian. See, that's a tough part for me, man. Because like, I mean, we we both dived and dabbed in, right. in in the waters for a minute. Yeah. So that's a tough part for me because. I would say it's been years since I was a, a, a young kid. I remember um, I was again, my mom, my mom would tell you the story to this day. Uh, we were driving in the car on Wendover Avenue and I said, I told my mom, I was probably like three, maybe four years old. And I was like, hey, mom, I want to be a Christian. She was like, what is that? 
So what, what does that mean to be a Christian? And so, and because I was raised in a Christian household, like my parents taught me at a young age, like what, you know, what a Christian is. And so I said, you know, I, I know that Jesus died for our sins and that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a sinner and, you know, I want Jesus to come and, and, and back then that the, the phrase, the term I used was come live in my heart. Um, because that was the way I can understand it as a three year old. But, and, and since Damn, then you was three, it's three, man years old and i told my mom that and i because she did my mom was the kind of person that um or she's not the kind of person if i say um you know if at that point she wouldn't be like okay cool just repeat after me she knew like all right if you're saying this you got to be able to understand what it meant and so she made me explain it to her and then once we i, I explained it to her I was like hey this is what it means to be a christian <clears throat> to you know for essentially confess your sins and um you know give your life to christ she was like okay you you understood the you understand um and so she, we prayed together right there in the car on Wendover Avenue. And ever since then, because a lot of people, my, I guess my, my walk is a little different because a lot of people, they have like a season in their life where like they don't have Christ. And then it's like they have that moment where they can kind of look back to and say, hey, this is when I found Christ. And I can remember before and after. Yeah. To and me, I, it's see, always been there. And that's my bad to cut you. I just remember what you was about to say. But like that's, I don't want nothing catastrophic to happen to me for me to be like, all right, yeah, I'm serious about you, God. Right. You no know. doubt. Hey, no shout doubt. out, shout out to oh, the, the fire department. I know that yeah, shout they're going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, like that's that's what I told myself. Like I didn't want anything catastrophic. Um, I didn't want anything catastrophic to happen for me to come to God and be like, all right, God, like, right, like, nah, I, I wanted to like like Jesus willingly died on the cross. Like, all right, I'm gonna just give you what I got, Lord, and just you know, just just take it and do what you want to do with it. Mm. So yeah, that's I I agree with that situation you said. But my bad to cut you And off. I don't. But the thing is, for me, like you have a time where you can say, "All right, three years ago, this is when I gave my life to Christ," and I can remember living in the world as an adult and saying, "Hey, I do. We're doing these things with no conviction. Mm. I don't have that." And so for me, that's what is, is a struggle part for me because it's like from the time I can remember as a young child when I did something wrong, no matter how much I suppressed it, the Holy Spirit was like, "Nah, you ain't. You know, that ain't right. You yeah. know, that ain't right. You know, I don't yeah. even." And I think that's part of the reason why I I was able to stay out of so much trouble a lot growing up was because it was like, number one, I was scared of my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but number two, it was like the Holy Spirit, Spirit wouldn't let me go but so far, even when I wanted to or tried to. Um, and so, like, my, my experience on that is a little bit different, I think, than, than most people. And um, because I don't remember, like, a time when I didn't have that that conscience, the Holy Spirit in my conscience telling me like, hey, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. It's always been there. I just suppressed it for a long time. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else? What I want to know about you, bro? Um, give me two. So what, what were two or three steps um, that you kind of did to like really kickstart, well, not kickstart, but to show God that you were serious about your walk. So, like, just give me two things that you did to show um, God that you were serious about your faith walk. It was a point in, like, I guess I would say new submission where I really said, you know what, I'm going to lay myself aside. And, um, like I said, kind of like for you, it was Ash. For me, it was, um, for me, it was Parker being born. You know, kind of like I have a, a greater responsibility um, to, to, to show and to, to, like let her know like hey this is what it means to be uh a christian so for parker it was that but then me kind of like resubmitting myself to god 
you know, in church they call it rededication, but it wasn't like, no, I didn't go up to no altar and pray. It was like, you know what, God, I know you're with me. I know you've always been there with me. I need to, I need to get right. I don't have a, a choice because I have somebody else responsible. So, um, the resubmission was the, 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 fir the first thing. The second thing was, I guess I'd say re-education, relearning. Like I had to relearn a lot of stuff that, um, the Holy Spirit revealed to me it was like, Hey, this is not what, this is not what you see on mainstream Christian media. What you see in, in, in church is not what I'm calling you to be. And so I had to relearn, um, some of those things. And that kind of started my whole walk of going to like seminary and stuff like that. It's like, look, let me relearn, um, some of the lies and false doctors that I've been taught my whole life. So resubmission and re and reeducation. So I don't I don't know too much about it, but is there a, a biblical resubmission, I guess, that you have to do if you feel like you're you've fallen off with God? Like do you have to go to the altar and be like, All right, little God, I'm I'm at the altar and I'm resubmitting my life to you. Like rededication for the child. I know that that's something that you have to do biblically. Well, have to do biblically? Mm, no. Yeah. So, like, you got to think. And so, when we start saying things like have to do things or, like, so it's, scriptural requirements, one thing I always think about is, and I heard somebody say this recently, and I, I kind of, I stick, I, st I stick with it. When you talk about have to, we're talking about, like, now the Bible does give us commands for sure, right? But whenever we start talking about spiritual requirements, then we start really teetering that line on like works based works based faith mm -hmm. and we don't we want to be very careful not to say you know i have to do this i have to do that because we we understand that our faith is not based on anything that we do but it's simply based on the grace right look at the thief on the cross he didn't do anything he ain't had time for baptism he ain't had time for no no he didn't go to an Still altar point. he he didn't have time but you know the the only reason why i asked that question was because like the church is so adamant about, you know, um, I guess coming up to the altar and rededicating yourself mm -hmm. to God. See, I think that's more, that's what I'm saying. Like, do nuts? I can't remember anything off the top of my head about, you know, rededicating yourself. Right, and and that's more that's more of that that traditional religion aspect of it. Like okay. Come to the altar, and but you got to think altar or art was a place where things went to die. Yeah, right? sacrifices. You sacrifice. So you did the the idea of going to an altar. Um, a physical altar, you're sim symbolizing you're coming to the altar to lay down your issues, lay down your problems, to resubmit to God. But is it required to do so? No, you can, you can, and even the idea of resubmission to me is not even like a, a actual, like formal thing. It was just a point where I came to my life and said, Lord, I need you. I've been out here trying <clears throat> to do it on my own. I've been ignoring your voice. I've been hearing it, but I've been ignoring your voice for so long. I need to, to re- it wasn't nothing, nothing formal, you know, it wasn't a ceremony or a special prayer or anything yeah. like that. It was just a realization that I came to in my life where I had to, um, to restart or not restart, but I had to, to, to recommit, um, recommit my life to Christ. And that's, that's just the thing that I, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of point to the listeners, uh, make a point to the listeners is that, um, you don't necessarily have to. You can do it by yourself. Oh yeah, like you absolutely. don't you don't have to be in a church setting at the altar to you know rededicate yourself to Christ. Like if, if you feel like you're you're in a season where like you've you've fallen short, fallen away from the glory of God, you know you can say right then and there where you are. You know God, I've fallen away. 
you know, I want to I want to get back to the relationship that we used to have. Like, mm-hmm. you you don't need a, a church setting in order to do that. So that's that's the only reason why I had asked that question. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You definitely yeah. don't need a church setting. Now, I also don't want to like under emphasize the importance of being in church oh, and being around. So that is important. But you don't need these religious ceremonies. You don't have to have an altar to become a Christian. You don't have to have an altar to, you know, um, get to a point where you want to recommit your life to Christ because you've been walking in your own way for so long. You don't have to have those things. Um, So, yeah, kind of understanding you don't need these things, but there is an importance of being surrounded by a a church. Yeah. um, And being part of a local church. That that is important. Um, But, yeah. Um, Shoot. Tell me. Tell me what's been the most challenging thing for you doing as well. I know he's going to ask me that. (laughs) You asked um, me, I had to throw it back to man, you, bro. <laughs> uh, I see. I felt with man. I got a, I got quite a few, man. Like it's not it's, really one. I deal with I deal with uh, pride sometimes. Um, one of the biggest things is is we we mentioned this before, and if I had to like like I guess pinpoint one of the gifts I feel like the Holy Spirit has given me, it would be like knowledge or wisdom. And I said earlier before, like I feel like ignorance is bliss um to a certain extent you know on this on this on the physical realm but not necessarily like i know better spiritually um and i feel like sometimes that pride tries to sneak in and i really have to pray like lord like you know make sure i, I stay humble in any knowledge that you're giving me because i don't know everything um that's one thing i struggle with um another thing i struggle with is um trying to and part of this, I think, is a result of bad theology my whole life, trying to balance ministering to people and um, affirming the worldly lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you minister to people in the world without affirming their lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, churches fail, this, fail at this all the time. A lot of churches fail at this. They, they minister to people. Actually, I have a I have an uncle, and um, he we were talking about a podcast, and this podcast. My mom was telling about the podcast, and one of the things he said was, "How can you know? Because uh, 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 he has you know issues with the church, and he was saying, you know, the church should be con- con- um, condemning a lot of these things that we see going on in the world. The church is not condemning these things, and you know, he's he's wrong in the sense that we should be condemning them, but he's right in the sense of the church should be standing up." And saying, hey, this is right and this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and too often the church loses their the church loses sight. Yeah, the church loses credibility because the church starts to affirm the ways of the world in order to try to minister to the people. There needs to be a clear distinction between the world and the church. And that line has been blurred and oftentimes it completely disappears for the sake of trying to fill seats and pews. And I think one of the strongest or one of the, the biggest um, issues I face in my walk is making sure that that line is not blurred in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also making sure that you're distinct. You have to balance being distinct from the world and being separate from the world, ministering to the world without but still loving the world. And I say loving the world, loving the people in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Do when you when you minister to people, you have to do so lovingly and not be and 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 not try to condemn them or feel like, you know, uh, feel self-righteous about, you know, the, the gospel, because like I said, the, the gospel requires true humility. Um, so it's a, it's a thin line of balance, you know, 
be be separate, still minister to them. Don't affirm what they're doing, but speak to them and talk to them with love. And that's a very thin line. So that's one of my biggest struggles too. Um, when it comes to the spiritual aspects, of course, man, I'm I'm a man, so you know, dealing with lust is is always a problem. You know, I don't know a man who doesn't struggle with that. Um, that I've talked to on a personal level. Um, so having to deal with like, you know, the, the regular, uh, physical temptations of the, of the world. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, those are my, my, say it's quite a few for me. It's, it's, you know, pride, lust, um, you know, honestly, and here's one, and I want to talk, I have an episode about this, um, too, idolatry. I have a problem with idolatry. Um, Remember those seasons I talk about where I'm not really giving my all to Christ and I'm he's kind of on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Well, if, when Christ is not <clears throat> taking the form of God in my life, something else is. Right. You know, so I have a, a issue. I've had an, an issue and I still struggle with the issue of idolatry. Sometimes my career becomes my idol. Yeah. You know, sometimes um, the pursuit of money and financial things takes the place of, of God in my life. Um, and, you know, for me, like I, I struggle with that term idolatry Mm because it's just like whenever i hear an idol i literally think about like a figure Mm -hmm. so it's just like a a statue um you know like Baal, the the statue that they used to worship yeah you know whenever i hear idol or idolatry like i automatically go to a thing that somebody created old testament physical thing that was created for people to physically bow down to so it's just like whenever i hear that i'm like oh no i'm good like i don't got no idols right but then like you said it's just like you know the you know, working right. could be an idol, you know, if that, that comes before God. So, you know, like, I just had to train my thought or process to switch in order to be like, you know, like idols aren't just physical things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be your actions. It could be your thoughts. Anything that takes the place of God. Exactly. Honestly, <clears throat> my role as a husband or my identity as a husband and a father can sometimes, if I'm not careful, become an idol. Right. Where I get so... Um, caught up in, I got to be a good husband. I got to be a good father. I got to be a good husband. I got to be a good father. That I start to, and that kind of goes along that line of pride. It's like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. That becomes an idol. Anything that takes the place of God that you put more energy, more time, more effort in over God can easily be an idol. And like I said, that's one of the things that I, I, I struggle with a lot. And I see people, other people do it too. Right. You know, some, for some people, it's their culture, their race. Some people are more pro black than they are pro God. You know, um, some people are more pro Republican Party than they are pro God. You know, some people are, are, you know, whatever, filling the blank with whatever that idol is. I can see it in my life and I struggle with idolatry a lot Um, because like we talked about before, being a Christian takes time. Um, I don't want to say it like that because then it makes it seem like it's it's a workspace thing. But being a Christian and having a, a strong relationship with God takes time it takes it takes effort and when you don't put that effort in something else is going to take that place yeah. my mom used to tell me this growing up she said you're you're there's no such thing as, as standing still in your relationship with christ either you're moving forward or you're moving backwards and those times where i'm moving backwards it's because something else has taken the place of god in my life but it was, you were just getting all the gems when you was little boy Man, I'll tell you, man, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so blessed to have the parents i had he was getting all the gems i was so blessed to have the parents my parents man they they my dad made me into a man for sure and you know um both of them you know made sure that we were raised raised correctly my mom gave me you know that love and affection and my dad gave me that toughness 
And, you know, I, I'm the person I am today because of them, yeah. um, for sure. So, um, but yeah, man, um, those are, let's say like idolatry, pride, obviously like lust, like those are the, those are like some of the big, uh, 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 challenges. I can't say there's one particularly over the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are all like major, major challenges I, I face and have been facing. So I'm I'm just curious. Do you do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Book? Uh I don't know if I have a favorite book. Um Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite book. Cause for me it's it's I think Ecclesiastes is like one of my favorite books. I remember books. you telling me that when you was going through the Bible. <clears throat> because it everything in Ecclesiastes just makes sense. You know, yeah. it just talks about, you know, everything being meaningless or, or, or full-time, <laughs> full-time, 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 however you say that word. But I mean, nah, it's 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 true, bro, because it's just like we out here grinding, you know, the world is all about, you know, the hustle, the grind, mm-hmm. getting to the next. But, you know, once you get there, then what? Right. It's, especially if you're you're keeping it to yourself. And and it's not all going to die anyway. Right. It's all going to fall fatal. And away. like that's, that's with anything, you know, like, you know, Solomon even talked about, you know, women. He had all the women, all, all the, the women. Money. The he world. had everything. Everything was, you can think of, this man. But had. he knew it was. He also had wisdom. Right. And he had the wisdom to know that it's all meaningless. It's all. It's all. It's all. It all means right. nothing when it's all said. And done. So that just that just always puts that book just always is just in in perfect context to me when I read it. Um, and you know, for for some reason, it's, it's Ecclesiastes seven. <laughs> Every time I read it, I get stuck on that chapter for some reason, bro. Yeah. Like. I don't know what it is about Ecclesiastes 7. I, it's, it's where it's like start, starts talking about money. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it puts everything into perspective. Uh, you know, like we we so, we live in such a world of, like I said, a, a grind, go get a world. Rat race. A rat race, exactly. In but you know, the rat race don't ever end. Matrix. It don't ever end. Right. <laughs> I don't say I have a favorite book, but one of the books I find the most interesting that I really like, this is very challenging, a lot of people are intimidated by it, but I'm kind of like, hopeful for and i can't wait um the book of revelation (laughs) the book of revelation man like that book is 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 tough yeah because you have to have a lot like remember we talking about like how books link back or scriptures link back book of revelation links back a lot to old testament prophecy and even some new testament stuff that was that was that was taught um so it's a very complex but the the crazy crazy thing about Revelation is 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 scary until you have a relationship with God. Right. Then it's like, man, I can't wait. Right. I can't wait. Because I remember <laughs> I used to never want to read Revelations. Like, why would I want to read, you know, about, you know, a horse or dragons or, you know. Monst- beasts and. All of that. Yeah. yeah famines. and <laughs> But, you know, it's just like the church. The church is going to be gone before all of that. As long as, so as, long if, as I ain't left behind, I'm all right. Exactly. I'm all right. As I said, the church, the church supposed to be gone before all of that. So yeah. if. If you still some some people would disappear and you start seeing a horse come down, like. man, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Um, if if the rapture happens and I'm left behind, no, but I'm gonna be, I'm like, yeah, yeah, um, but I do. Nah, that's, that's probably my most interesting books, yeah, um, in the in the Bible. Um, and of course, like Matthew, I like Matthew because yeah, of course, a lot other than the Gospels, yeah, yeah, the Gospels because they really yeah. get into what Jesus taught, which is very applicable. Some probably some of the most applicable, um, like biblical texts to us today. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like of course the Gospels, the Book of Revelation. Um, yeah, yeah, like those. Um, shoot, 
Man, that's anything else. We didn't talk about like we talked about ourselves on a spiritual level. We didn't talk about ourselves like personally, you know. I mean, you talked about like you said we're from Greensboro. You from Greensboro? Um, we didn't really talk about our, but that's that's okay. Shit, uh, that's okay. You don't even matter though. Yeah, it really don't. Yeah, they really don't. Um, not even really matter, bro. Yeah, we got to meet Ash. Everybody got to meet Ash and, and, and see him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. Like, I just really wanted to have like a more of an open dialogue between the two of us, so people that are listening to this and hear this understand who kind of like who we are, where we come from in our spiritual walls. We have spiritual like differences, you know what I'm saying? As far as like our spiritual walks and things like that, but we were still walking together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's a, it's an interesting journey that we own, man. And, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad I get to share the walk with you and, and Yantan and we get to, you know, do this together. Hey man, another successful, um, Season, man. I know you said that you, your, your mind really wasn't here, but I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that something you said sat right with somebody. Man, we'll so, see. Yeah, I believe it, bro. Yeah. You know? So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, say I definitely this grew, one I final definitely time. Grew. Us talking back and forth, I definitely was able to kind of grow and, and learn. And and um, so, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It ain't always like energy, let's go, let's go, let's go. Sometimes you're going to have these seasons in your life where it's like, you know what? You don't have it, and you need your community to 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 help you out. Like we talked about in season one, so that's what it's all about. So, yeah. All right, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, allowing us to wrap up season number two of Death to Self podcast. Uh, you know, it's all for your glory, Lord God. That's why we're doing it. Um, so I just ask that you would just remove the desires of our heart if we ever try to get behind these microphones and say what it is that we want to say. Uh, you know, I just ask that you would just intercede on our behalf and just allow for what it is that you want to be said to be said, not what we want to want to be said, Lord God. We just ask that you would just continue to just always allow for us to be authentic, allow for us to always be ourselves, allow for us to always be able to connect with those who are listening to the podcast. And we just thank you for everybody that is listening to the podcast, Lord God. And we just ask that your word would just spread faster than we could ever imagine. Um, you know, oftentimes we put you in a little box, um, but Lord God, there's no box big enough that can ever hold you, Lord God. So you're infinite. Um, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all things, Lord God. So we just thank you for you being you and just allowing us to be able to be your voice um, for a second, Lord God. Um, so just continue to just teach us, um, you know, if we decide to do a, a season three, you know, I just ask that you would just mold us, shape us during this time that we are in our, our down season and we just allow for you to just intercede on our behalf. Um, always, God, you know, we thank you. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We love you. Amen, bro. Amen. Yes, sir.